Welcome to the Sexy Than a Squirrel podcast, the podcast that turns dog training on its tail with a whirlwind of fun and games that achieve real life results for you and your dog. Each episode is a treasure trove of inventive games-based training solutions supported by our Games Club, the ultimate dog training membership with a team of pro dog trainers helping you every step of the way 24-7. Think of us as your go-to squad of dog experts. I'm Lauren Langman, a top-level agility competitor. I've competed and won all over the world and at the largest show in the world, Crufts, with my superstar Blink. I'm a Sunday Times best-selling author, owner of one of the largest dog training facilities in the whole of the UK and a founder of the Sexy and a Squirrel Challenge, a challenge that has helped over 140,000 dog owners just like you to get real-life results. Our team consists of experts in scent work, detection, search and rescue, tracking, agility, obedience, heel work to music, the intricacies of why your dog does exactly what they do, naughty but nice, behavioural problems and so much more. We're here to help you be the very best dog owner that you can be for your dog. In our world, you'll become more mesmerising to your dog than the juicy, marinating steak on the counter or the mysterious smelly thing on the side of the road. Yes, you really can become even more tantalising than fox poo and even the local jogger. Our mission, we know how to make you the apple of your dog's eye by tapping into the transformational power of play and learning through games. Whether you're wrangling a bitey, sharky puppy or teaching an old dog new tricks, the Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast is packed with creative strategies and supporting advice for you. Become the most thrilling part of your dog's world. Ready, set, play. Welcome to the Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast powered by the Games Club. Now, today I'm joined by the wonderful Dave. Uh, Dave has vast experience in so many different areas, but today we're talking tracking. And I have to tell you, tracking is not an area I have explored since I was probably about 15. And when I was 15, I took my wonderful dogs uh, to a superman named John. And John taught me uh, how to track with my border collie, even though he really wanted her to be a German shepherd. That pretty much is my only experience. I remember running out to get a harness and a long line, and it was obviously color-coded and this is a good few years ago now and I absolutely loved it and I think if I hadn't gone down the dog sports world in terms of agility I certainly would have looked at tracking I think my dog uh, absolutely loved it and I think it was fantastic for her uh, enrichment and, and sort of mental health for her but equally I also enjoyed it myself now Dave hello first and foremost but also tell us about tracking what's this about Oh, so tracking is uh, is something that um, I've been heavily involved in. Um, so from a working capacity, um, both in the UK and worldwide. So um, part of my role, I've worked as an international uh, consultant for uh, lots of organisations around the world. And, and tracking is one of the things um, I've spent a bit of time teaching dogs to do. Um, so I, I think it's a wonderful activity, not just in the working capacity, though, because I think it's um, one of those activities that is accessible to anyone with with any dog um at, at any stage really so yeah it's a fantastic activity to do together with your dogs now what i love about it dave is that i sometimes um, will come across within my students and my clients and all the students that are uh, part of games club or uh, have done sex in the squirrel or have done all of the different sort of programs that absolute dogs has to offer but what can happen through 
they're learning is they can think certain things don't suit their dogs or maybe they've got a naughty but nice dog a reactive dog a dog who barks lunges bites potentially doesn't necessarily like the world and actually I found that games that involve scent and tracking can sometimes be the very best outlet for these dogs now before we go into those because I think we can do that as we go uh, tell us a little bit about the dogs that you track with and what types of things they're taught to do and what operational purpose does that have yeah so tracking in an operational capacity is essentially following people um uh, and in the main uh the dogs obviously we've used in the working capacity are are there to track people who um potentially might have burgled somewhere and run away stolen a car dumped the car and then run off um but also you know dogs um also finding missing people um you know people who've potentially been in a care home and and got dementia and uh wandered off um so it's really important our dogs uh from an operational capacity are there to really focus and hone in on that human scent in order to find either somebody who's run away and is hiding or actually somebody who's vulnerable um and potentially gone missing and I love that. I love that. I know I've I've had the wonderful opportunity to work with you guys in, in multi-different um, spaces and occasions. And I love that at one point you've got this dog who is literally hunting down a criminal. And in the other sense, they're hunting down someone who's probably at their very most vulnerable that they're ever going to see them. And maybe they're hunting down someone who is really, really lost, really disorientated, um, really is quite worried, anxious and, and potentially stressed. And there's a lot of other people that are stressed trying to look for this person. And that dog's going to go into that same mode of actually tracking uh, that person down. Now, that's mega, right, from the dog's perspective. Oh, and it, it just shows you the versatility of, of dogs as well, especially when they're trained, um, you, you know, to a high standard, because you're absolutely right. You know, what one job they might be called to um you know, work alongside a, a firearms team with someone who's potentially got a, a weapon um, and they have to find that person so that the police um, can detain them. They then might get sent to a job where they, like you say, have, have now got to look for a, a vulnerable missing person who, you know, is really important that the family uh, and everyone that's out there looking for for the person, the dog can actually work and integrate amongst that team um, without posing a danger to them. And that that is the you know the the flexibility and versatility of the dogs and that's why it's so important when we're talking about working dogs we've got dogs that are really really mentally well balanced and stable um and and are able to switch between their roles and and that's what you know we we spend a lot of time training the dogs having good impulse control um and actually teaching them to be stable in their mindset which is really really important um to give them that flexibility and versatility to do lots of different jobs I mean, it's mega. It's absolutely mega. And I could go into so many different spaces there uh, just thinking about that. Um, and I suppose, Dave, just tell us, how does tracking start? Like, I'm going to say, let's let's take Tokyo. I know you have a love of Tokyo. <laughs> okay. <I> know yeah. <laughs> Proudly, he says, I do. <laughs> and Tokyo has a huge love of working with you. Tokyo's never done any tracking. Where would we start? What would we do? He's happy wearing a harness. He's happy wearing a long line. Um, he likes food. He likes toys. He's a nice little candidate for some tracking. Um, where do we start? I, I think the first point, really, and I always say this to people when they're embarking on a journey of, of tracking, is that actually the fundamentals and, and the bits we start off with are not necessarily about tracking per se. It, it's more around the dog focusing on a task um, despite lots of things going on. And this is the wonderful thing about tracking is um, it's really, really important that we 
um, get the dogs focused to start with because ultimately we want the dogs to be focused on something as opposed to the environment and and it just happens in this occasion that the something is is tracking so it's really about getting the dog to um understand that actually they need to get their head on the floor they need to put their nose on the floor because that's where the reinforcement is going to come from in this scenario um and very often the fundamentals and and the the, the basics we instill in the dog is just to get their head on the floor and understand that actually where there is human sense there's going to be a reinforcer um and that's really important and that's the the focus really that get the dog focused and the tracking comes once we start building those fundamentals and then progressing the training as we go sounds great and i think that's exactly how we should be looking at things so practically speaking how does that look so i'm giving you tokyo's ready he's focused i've got his harness on i've got my bum bag on i've got my squeezy tube i've got my treats what are we doing you're well loaded and and that is the key (laughs) bit to go so we've got the first part um and and what it's about really in the in the early stages when we we're building those fundamentals is what we're going to do is we're going to try and get an area of grass that we are able to um, kind of stamp down with our feet. So we're creating a bit of a scent pad. So we call it a scent pad. So it's a, if you imagine um, like a pad of paper or um, something like that, where you can really flatten the grass down in a pad, and then we're just going to scatter some food into that, what we call a scent pad. And this is just teaching the dog that actually where there is this pad of hopefully human scent, there's those reinforcers so the treats the squirty cheese whatever it is your dog is motivated by um we're just giving them a reinforcer in the area that they're sent so that actually they start to learn when my nose is in this area of scent i get reinforced and and what we want to try and do is teach the dog that actually it's okay to come out of the scent pad a little bit because there's no reinforcement as soon as they come back into that scent pad where we've laid the scent they're then going to start to pick up the food and be reinforced. So the dog starts to make that connection with actually, if I keep my nose on the ground and I keep it in the area that there's scent, there's going to be reinforcement. And those are really the building blocks um, to, to start our fundamentals of tracking. I was just thinking, and um, when you were saying that, my dogs, every time anyone's trained in the um, centre at home, we've got obviously the big field at the front where you train and my dogs have often legged it there after training and they often go where the people have been. And I'm like, of course, they know exactly where the scent pads are because they're just going to track those areas. And that's where the food will be because they've dropped food. Like people drop food all the time. So my dogs are probably naturally practicing lots of little games on their own that I didn't even yeah, know. And, and do you know what? It's highly entertaining when you're doing this in the park or a place that's frequented by many dogs because you'll, you'll lay yourself some nice scent pads with some food in there. You'll go to get the dog out the back of the car or from your partner who's holding it you'll walk over and there'll be a, a pool of dogs all eating the food or i've had it where i've laid some um some some scent trails and put some food down the trails i've gone to get the dog and come back and there's literally a flock of seagulls <laughs> eating all the food so it's um yeah it's 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 an interesting uh it's an interesting game when you start to play it 
When you start to think about the dog, right, that is that is funny. Now, I think if we think about, obviously, operationally, there's a huge purpose to it. So operationally, we we need dogs who can track um, for um, weapons and, like you said, um, missing person and, and person who's run off and, like, you need that dog. And and you'll have had some exciting, uh, you'll have had some exciting sort of finds. Give me an example of, of something that a dog might have done that really does change the game um, in a situation like that. So something operational, you think that dog made a difference that day? Yeah, I mean, the, the, the work I had the police dog handlers do with their dogs is remarkable, really. So, um, you know, there's been cases where dogs have, have literally saved the life of, of somebody who's, um, you know, wandered away from from a care home uh, and they found them in the middle of a, of a park. Um, but also from an evidence recovery perspective. So um, th- there's a case um, where the dog was tracking and came across a cigarette uh, butt um because the person must have been smoking a cigarette they actually indicated on the cigarette butt which then um was able to be taken away for forensic recovery and and actually you know those are the things that then start to link people to areas and and places and and just helps build the evidence picture so then those is a, are absolutely remarkable as we know with dogs and and their ability to not just track people but actually find evidence so it might be that someone's thrown away a, a car key if they've they've stolen a car with a car key and they've thrown it away to get rid of the evidence again the dog will be on the track um you know and might just hover over a bush where the the um the car key might have been thrown or or potentially you know screwdrivers or hammers there's multiple um instances where the dogs have have really done some fantastic work not only following the track but then being able to recover the evidence that people have discarded um along the track and and that's everything we train for um you know when we're training the dogs we want them not just to be this is where it it, you know gets really contentious sometimes when we talk about tracking and trailing and all these different wonderful um terminology people use but ultimately we want the dog to follow where a person has been and if there's something around the periphery that you know will help solve crime or or help find people we we don't always want them necessarily just to keep their head on the ground and be blind to everything around um the the track so the dogs are taking in a lot of information um uh, uh, and like i say are able to recover evidence and not always just find people I think it's mega, isn't it? I mean, it's mega. It's mega learning. Now, I know there's a really cool event I need to tell a lot of people here about. We've got an event on the 24th and 25th of February. It is a completely free event. And we'll have a couple of games that will link in from what Dave's been talking to you about. We'll have a couple of games that you guys can play along with us too. It's aimed at people who have never done this before. So brand new eyes wanted, needed to be able to experience the joy that is dog training, tracking, and all of the fun things that come with it. So if you're already part of the game's club and you're already part of what we do send it to a friend make sure they get to see this because this is absolutely aimed at trying to get people to see the joy and the fun that you can have in playing with your dog check out our facebook page check out our website it literally absolute dogs website and the facebook page there'll be information there for you please 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 rsvp and make sure you are coming dave's ideas there my ideas there loads of good dog training most of all for people who've never experienced this before now dave back to tracking and i think it is important that we acknowledge 
what type of dogs is this for and when can you start and what I really love with this person is I think it's really for all dogs I don't think there's like a no you can't play it because this dog's too big or no you can't play it because this dog's too small and the sport that I obviously play agility I do think there is to a degree no that dog doesn't suit it that dog's too heavy or that dog's not built for it or maybe that dog's just not physically healthy enough at the moment to play it and so I do think that some sports have a a, a bit of a mm, it's not maybe the best thing for a dog to do but actually with tracking tracking does allow most ages sizes and um, stages of dogs to play right yeah it, it is for everyone and then this is what's great like you say the, the games club stuff is is brilliant for this because it's literally for every dog at any age with with owners of any ability this is a really really good activity to do together with your dog and and the great thing about tracking is you can keep it really simple you can keep it really straightforward it doesn't have to be intricate i see lots of things about tracking and trailing and man trailing and all these things that i just think sometimes it just gets a little bit too complicated like this is really simple anyone can do it puppies can do it elderly dogs can do it owners who've never had a dog before professional dog trainers tracking is literally for everyone and the great thing about it is you you can literally take it to wherever you want it to go so whether you just want to do some games to give your dog some really nice enrichment or play some games with the family. It's great if you've got kids and other people, they can lay the track and the dog goes off to find them. You know, you can make it really fun and a really kind of um, game that you can play when you're out walking your dog, or you can take it really to the high level where we're doing, you know, advanced tracking and intermediate tracking where we're doing crossing streams and ponds and all kinds of things. But actually, the fundamental part is tracking is for everyone at any level um, because it is so simple. Like it, it genuinely is. Do- dog training is simple, but not easy. Um, uh, and I've been to many dog training seminars with you know, Bob Bailey and Simon Prince who preach this. And this is where tracking comes in. It is really simple, not necessarily easy, but it is simple and it is accessible for everyone. And we don't need to make it difficult. And I love that. Now, recently, Dave, you were working with us and we've put together a really, really, really cool uh, badge on tracking, right? There's a cool brand new badge on tracking. It was intended to be um, quite sort of, we were thinking of 10 days too. Actually, it looks more like 10 years too, in the sense of there's so much content there. It's mega. And yes, you can get it in simple steps. But what I really love in the sense of how long it might take to get there is you can take it as advanced as you like within even that. Um, the badge and I don't mean it will take a long time what I mean is there's a lot there so people are going to get mega value from this now how did you find that because you took students who had never tracked before and you worked with students who had done very very little and you had a really cool week um, and we filmed all of it and uh, it's going to be released in the absolute dog store in in the near future Uh, how did it go what did it look like how did it feel oh it was so fun It, it, it was really really good because I think that week just showed everyone that regardless of the age of the dog the breed of the dog the dog's previous experience the the dogs and the owners really took to it and really really enjoyed it we had a great week um and the dogs were were really fantastic and and ironically um some of the better dogs that ended up across that week were um naughty but nice dogs um and that was what was so great about it because it gives them something to focus on it gives them something to take their world away from what might be causing them problems and just focus on something um so good and and that's what's great about tracking like i say this this is not just about following 
scent trails or finding people or finding evidence. This is about giving your dog an activity which gets them to really focus on something and takes their mind away from everything else that's going on. And we had such great fun. There was a whole host of different dogs. We had um, corgis. We had um, German shepherds. Um, we had the full range of, of dogs on that course. Crossbred dogs. You had younger dogs. Yeah. You had older dogs. I love the fact the corgi was a little star. Yeah. Um, that giggle. The queen would have been proud. And so the big thing is, and when I was watching uh, the session, is you were talking complete pet owners, never done it before. I'm thinking game changer Gail, who was there, who's like a lovely, lovely, lovely yeah. super, and yet really has never done anything like this before. And they they absolutely loved their time. So that's going to be available. It's going to be out on the Absolute Dog Store as soon as we humanly can. And we'll also play uh, some of these games 24th and 25th of February. So if you're not already uh, coming to our free, did I mention it's free live event, uh, Dave and I will definitely, definitely, definitely have some games there for you as well. So you can maybe start some of this cool journey. Now, Dave, I know we could talk tracking all day long, but most of all, if you had a couple of top tips for people looking out to start tracking, what would they be my first one would be keep a really open mind and keep it simple uh really get it started let's let's have a go at getting it started you i'm with you keep it simple is is my philosophy in 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 everything because like i say i, I listen to some stuff and it and, and just, what i would say to people is don't be put off by some of the things you read and hear and see around it, it's really simple you don't need lots of equipment you don't you, you know in the early stages this is just about getting your dog to focus so don't worry about going out and buying harnesses and all these different things it is just a game you can play with your dogs when you're out on a walk so keeping it simple and most importantly this is a game that everybody in the family everybody who takes your dog for a walk can can play it's so accessible keep it simple don't make it too complicated most important make it fun Amazing. So, Dave, thank you for joining us. I know that there are so many people coming to this live event. If you're listening and you haven't yet RSVP'd, make sure you do get involved. It's there for you. If you're literally excited and ecstatic and can't wait for the badge, well, look out. It's coming very soon. Uh, Dave has taught dogs right from top level operationally, searching out big events like the Queen's funeral and um, sort of the summit down in Cornwall, like big, big events right down to completely brand new beginner or little Corgi who's literally becoming a tracking hero uh, so you're going to absolutely love it that was this episode of the sex and squirrel podcast we can't wait to join you for our next episode i know there's more to come from dave and most of all guys make sure you share this episode dog training is going to get better and better when you let other people know about it